Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina. I'm bringing you today's word for May 8th, 2023. What I do on today's word, which is something I've been doing for over 25 years, by the way, the email portion is 25 years old. The video portion is about 13 years old. But every morning we gather around, we have a community of believers. We call it the Grace Life Family. And we gather around the word of God. We seek to see what God has to say to us today from his word. We pray for one another. We build each other up. We put stuff in the chat and we're here to support one another. We've been going through the miracles of Jesus. I've been doing this all year. Here we are in May and we're still going through the miracles. So we're on the last miracle where Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Well, I pretty much covered that miracle from end to end where from the beginning where Lazarus got sick towards the end where he was resurrected from the dead. And what I want to share with you this morning is what happened afterwards. And, and what happened after this amazing miracle, how people rose up against Jesus. As you get into this message, I want you to open up your heart to walk in love, to not be moved by other people, even when people that are supposed to be on your side turn on you, because not everybody that's with you is for you. But no matter what, you will not be moved by people. You will only be moved by God. So this is the Miracles of Jesus, part 76. I'm talking about today, glory and opposition. Put in the chat, glory and opposition. I want to live my life for the glory of God, but I know that opposition will come. And even when the opposition comes, I will not be moved. I'm going to be focused on the glory of God. I want God to be glorified through my life and living. Put in the chat, glory and opposition. Get ready to receive. All right, so glory and opposition, I, this is going to be so good. I'm going to try to contain myself and not, not get too excited. I want to teach this word this morning because I really want you to get this down in your heart. Look, as a believer, you want to live for the glory of God. Put in the chat, I live my life for the glory of God. I am on this planet to glorify his name. I, I, I am here to bring glory to his name, but along the way as I go and I'm attempting to glorify God, I'm attempting to yield myself unto the Holy Spirit, people will rise up against me from time to time, even those that are supposed to be on my side. And when that happens, I'm not going to be moved by them. I understand glory and opposition. I understand the opposition will come, uh, but I understand that the glory can still be there. And we serve a God that can take what the devil meant for evil and turn it around for my good. Yes. Put that in the chat. God will turn it around. All right. So before we get into the miracle this morning, Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture we've been looking at all year. Let me just read it for you one more time. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So I've shared with you that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And whatever area of your life or your heart or your inner man went dry, this is a season for the Lord to refresh you. That Yes, say, Lord, refresh me. I'm talking about fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh anointing. You will be refreshed and restored in this season. Say amen to that. All right. So in John chapter 11, we've covered the whole story pretty much. Uh, but let me tell you what happened after the story, after Lazarus was resurrected. I'm going to read for you verses 45 through 53 from John chapter 11 from the easy to read version. This is John 11, 45 to 53. This is what the Bible says. There were many Jews who came to visit Mary. When they saw what Jesus did, many of them 
believed in him. All right, so praise God. So the fame went out, people came, and when they saw that this man was dead for four days and he was raised from the dead, many believed on Jesus, believed in God, and believed that this was God's man. But some of them, see, let me just pause right here and let me just say this. There's always going to be some, some of them's in your life, right? But some of them, there's always going to be some of those people in your life, but don't worry about it. You cannot be moved by them. Put in the chat. I will not be moved by, the, by them. But some of them went to the Pharisees, tattletalers, and told them what Jesus did. People that, that come and like, oh, look, look, look what Jesus did. But they were not there to smile. They were there to document and then go tell, they were tattletalers. And they went and, go, go, went and told the Pharisees. So the leading priests and the Pharisees, they called the meeting. They called the meeting of the council. And they said, well, what shall we do? Now, he was like, this, this man, Jesus, is taking this thing to another level. Right? I mean, like he's already been causing all, he has all of these crowds. He has all of these people following him. He's healing people there. He's, he's calling the blind to see, the lame to walk, all of this stuff. But now he raised a man from the dead after four days. What are we going to do? This man is doing miraculous signs. And watch this. If we let him continue doing these things, everybody's going to believe in him. Oh my God. He was like, he's on this path to where people are just coming and people are believing in him and, and they're coming from everywhere. And they're not coming. They don't believe in us like that, but they believe in him like that. And so, so they're coming from everywhere. People are coming out of the woodworks to believe in this miracle worker and his name is Jesus. And if we don't do anything to stop him, then everybody is going to believe in him. So what are we going to do? And if, watch this, if everybody believes in him, then the Romans will come and take away our temple and our nation. So they were all, they, they were all about focused on self-preservation, right? And so that's how it is with people. Like here you are, you're doing your thing and you're like, hey man, praise God. Why don't you celebrate me? I, I will celebrate you. You celebrate me. But they have insecurities. So they are so insecure that they can't celebrate you because they feel like if you go up, it's going to take them down. <laughs> so, so it's like, instead of understanding that there's enough for all of us to be well, no, it was like, hey, if this guy keeps going down this way, then the Romans are going to take our temple away. The Romans are going to take our nation away. What's going on? So one of them that's in this council meeting, his name was Caiaphas. He was the high priest that year. And so Caiaphas said, you people know nothing. Isn't it better for one man to die than for the whole nation to be destroyed? Come on. So Caiaphas comes up with a plan. He said, listen, you guys don't know what to do. Let me tell you what to do. It's better for one man to die than for our nation to be destroyed. But you don't realize this. So I'm going to have to tell you. So Caiaphas did not, think of, of, uh, did not think of this himself. The Bible says, as that year's high priest, he was really prophesying that Jesus would die for the Jewish people. He didn't even realize that, that even what he was saying was a prophecy that Jesus, he was in alignment with the will of the Father. Yes, he would have to die for the Jewish people, but he would also die for God's other children, the Bible says, that would be scattered all over the world. So as, as a result of Jesus dying, not only would what was going to happen, well, not only would the Jewish people come to know Jesus as Lord, but everybody else was going to come to know Jesus as Lord as well. So he would die to bring all the people together and make them all one. So that day, the Jewish leaders began planning to kill Jesus. What does this mean for you today? I have four things to share with you in this morning. This is where I need to get into these things. I need you to rid your heart of mind of all distractions on this Monday morning. I have four things I need you to lock in. Here we go. All right, number one, God is seeking to get glory out of your life's challenges. Put in the chat, God will be glorified through my challenges. So when you face challenges, 
what God is looking, and God is not creating the challenges. I'll explain that. But he's looking to be glorified through your life, whether it's through challenges or not. So in good or bad, or up or down, God is seeking to be glorified through my life and living. So God did not create the sickness that came upon Lazarus. Let's be uh, clear about that. God did not cause Lazarus to die. But what God did was he said, okay, well, since this is a condition, this is a situation, what the devil meant for evil, I'm going to turn it around for my good. God can turn it, whatever the devil does against you, God is capable of turning it around for your good. So we serve a God that works that way. So God can be glorified through my challenges. God does not cause bad things to happen to people or to you, but God can turn them around for your good. So if God, and this is, I've told you this many times, but let me say it again. If God made you sick just to turn around and heal you from the sickness, then in my opinion, that would make God sadistic, right? I mean, that, 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 would, be, that would be crazy of God to make you sick and then turn around and heal you just so you could give him glory. I don't want to serve a God like that. God didn't make him sick, right? God doesn't cause the bad situations to happen. But what God does is like, hey, there is a devil. Things happen. People make mistakes. People sow bad seed. There's lots of things that are happening for many, many reasons. Some things are happening to you just because of some of the decisions that your grandparents made or your parents made because the blessings and the cursings pass on to the second and third generation. So God is like, I'm not making this stuff happen, but it happened. But I can turn it around for my good. God is more than capable of taking whatever happened and turning it around for your good. It's going to work out for your good. Put it in the chat. All things are working for my good. All things are working for my good. Many people believed in Jesus as a result of this miracle. They were amazed to see Lazarus walking around when they knew that this man had been dead for four long days. God was glorified through the challenge. God was glorified through this, this, this negative thing that happened to Mary and Martha and Lazarus. God didn't cause it to happen, but God turned it around and, and was glorified through it. So in like manner, watch this, sometimes things happen to you. And, and it's not like God, God didn't make it happen, but it happened. And so what are you going to do in that situation, right? Don't blame God. Just continue to look to God. While you're facing the difficulty, say this. Say, Lord, I know you didn't bring this upon me, but my heart is open. Say, my heart is open. My heart is open so now you can be glorified through it. Listen, I don't know why this happened to me. Maybe I made a bad decision. Maybe I sold bad seed. Maybe I brought this upon myself. Maybe other people brought it upon me. Maybe it's an attack of the enemy. I know you didn't do it, but anyway, I'm in this situation now. So Lord, while I'm in this situation, I know you can be glorified through it. So my heart is open to whatever you want to do and however you want to do it. That's how we're supposed to live. See, think about whatever situation you're in right now, this morning. Look at me. I don't know what you're facing this morning. It could be a sickness, a financial situation, a bind. It could be an educational situation. It could be something you need for your children, a relationship challenge. Maybe your marriage is at the brink of divorce. I don't know what you're facing this morning. It's not like God put you in that hole. God didn't put you in that situation, but God can get you out. We serve a God that can get you out. We serve a God that, watch this, he loves you so much that he will get you out of whatever hole you got yourself into. We serve a God like that. So don't blame God. Look up and not down. Keep your heart open to the Holy Spirit and know that God can turn it around. What the devil means for evil, God can turn it around for our good. Say amen to that. Say, Lord, turn it around. Say, Lord, do it again. Say amen to that. All right, you got it? All right, all of that was number one. Number two, I'm telling you, I, I'm trying to take my time this morning so I can walk you through this so you could, you could open up your heart to God on another level. Number two, God wants to use you 
for his glory. God wants to, you, you, you say, Rick, me? Yes, you. God wants to use you for his glory. You say, Rick, but you don't understand. You don't know what I've been through. Listen, that's even better because if the world knows that you are, you should have been disqualified. If the world knows, if the world threw you away, then you're a better candidate for God's glory because God specializes in the people that the world threw away. Because when God uses you, nobody's going to expect it. And then everybody will know that it's God. So whether you think you're good or not, God can use you for his glory. So see yourself as Jesus in the text. Let me explain. Seeing yourself as Mary, Martha, Lazarus, that's understandable. Whenever I preach on the miracles of Jesus, let's say uh, uh, Jesus ministered to blind Bartimaeus, <laughs> the son of Timaeus. So anyway, if, if Jesus healed blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, and, and blind Bartimaeus called out upon Jesus and Jesus, thou son of David, <laughs> have mercy on me. And so it, you can identify with blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. You can identify with Zacchaeus. You can identify with the man who's paralyzed. You can identify, whatever. You can identify with the woman with the issue of blood. You can identify with all these people that are coming to Jesus to get a breakthrough. We can all identify with those people. And that's so easy to identify with those people. But doggone it, look at me. You, you have to, if you listen to me long enough, one day, say one day, one day you are going to graduate to where when you read a text like this, where Jesus performed the miracle, you are not identifying with the person person running to Jesus. You are identifying with Jesus himself. You are the person that, that people are running to. You are the answer. Let me tell you something. God will raise you up in this season, 2023. You are the answer. You go into your, into your organization. You're running your division or your department. You're running your business. You, wherever you are, you have you you have influence over people, and God will send you into that environment. God will send you into conference rooms. God will send you into Zoom calls. And guess what? You are Jesus in the text. You are the one that people are coming to. You are the one with the answers. You are the one that are getting downloads from heaven. And so, yes, can you identify with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus? Yes, everybody can. But sometimes you got to graduate to the point where you can identify with Jesus in the story. You got to see yourself as Jesus is in this world where God is being glorified through you. Say, Lord, you can be glorified through me. You want to give yourself over to God. You say, Lord, speak through my vocal cords, think through my mind and operate through my limbs. I see myself as Jesus is in this world. The, the, the whole point of this series is twofold. Number one, to increase your faith to where you can believe that God can do anything. And number two, where you can believe that that miracle working power can flow through you. You got to see yourself as Jesus in the text. Put in the chat, I see myself as Jesus. Put in the chat, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. So you must see yourself as a God carrier. You are carrying God around. You are a human conduit of the divine. You are taking God with you into every meeting, conversation, and activity that you engage in on a daily and a weekly basis. You are taking God with you into those board meetings. You are taking God with you into that Zoom call or WebEx meeting. You are taking God with you everywhere you go. And so you got to see yourself as a carrier of God. You got to see yourself as someone who is bringing God into the meeting. You got to see yourself as the people, as the person that people are coming to for the answers. Why? Because you have the answers to the world's problems. Why? Because even if you don't know it, God can give you a download from heaven and you would have the answer in a moment. So you got to shift your perspective from the one being ministered to, to the one doing all the ministering. Why? Because God's glory can be manif manifested in your life. You are a God carrier. You are carrying God around. Say, Lord, I thank you for living in me. Say, Lord, I thank you for blessing me to take you in everywhere I go. Jesus was God in the flesh. He was the incarnation of God. And you are, look at me, you are the continuation of his 
incarnation. You are taking God with you. You are carrying him. Listen, as Jesus is, so are you in this world. Say amen to that. Lord have mercy. I felt that point. All right, number three. Let's get it to number three. Number three, God being glorified in a situation does not mean that the situation is not going to have opposition. So if you say, okay, Lord, I want you to be glorified. I want you to be, Lord, you're going to be glorified through my life this week. Yes. That doesn't mean though, that you're not going to face opposition. In this world, you will have trouble. Jesus said, all that live godly shall suffer persecution. So you are going to face opposition. The council of priests and the Pharisees realized that if they didn't take action to stop Jesus, everybody was going to believe in Jesus. And they were more concerned, watch this, they were more concerned about their physical temple than God's invisible kingdom. Let me say that again. They had a temple, they had a process, and God has a kingdom that was expanding. Their temple was physical. God's kingdom was invisible. And Jesus was expanding the kingdom exponentially. And they were more concerned with their physical temple than God's invisible kingdom. And so these were the people that were supposed to be on God's side. And they were the ones fighting against God. Let me tell you something. Not everybody who is with you is for you. Not everybody who smiles in your face is actually supporting you when you, when you walk away. There are people that are supposed to be on your side. There are people that, the, the, I mean, it would make sense that this person, if anybody is for me, this person is for me. And even those people will turn on you from time to time. But you cannot be moved by that. You have to be aware that challenges and resistance may come. And sometimes the challenge and the resistance comes from the most unexpected sources. Unfortunately, sometimes it comes from people that are supposed to be on your side. These were the people that were supposed to know God, and they were the ones that were fighting against God. So in some sick way, Caiaphas believed that if he did this, it was somehow going to unify the Jews. See, the devil will blind the minds of your opposers to think that they're actually doing the right thing in the name of God when they're coming up against you. The, the people that are coming up against you, the devil has blinded their minds. The devil has blinded their minds to think that they're actually doing what's right when they're doing what's wrong. But here's the good news. Their poison cannot stop your purpose. I told you that a gazillion times. Put that in the chat. Their poison cannot stop my purpose. Said another way, no amount of opposition can stop the flow of God's grace for your divine calling. Let me say that again. Here you are. You are a human conduit of the divine. You're walking out your, your, your divine purpose. There's a level of grace that's flowing to you so that you can be the man or the woman that God has called you to be. And it is the grace of God that is empowering you to be the man or woman that God has called you to be. And no amount of opposition can stop the flow of God's grace. So stopping me would mean stopping God and God cannot be stopped. All right, you got it? All right, number, number four, last point for today. Stopping me would be stopping God. God cannot be stopped. You got it? All right, number four. Last point, when you are a conduit of God's glory, anything can happen. So you got to be open. You got to be open to God because you know that anything can happen and it can happen at any time. So understand that opposition is inevitable. Look, if you live in this world, you're dealing with people, you're dealing with people, y'all. This is why I like equipment. As an engineer, I like equipment. Equipment is either on or off, one or zero, working or not. I like equipment, but people are not like equipment. People will smile at you. They will, they will give you a hug, and then they'll talk bad about you as soon as you walk away. So opposition is inevitable. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't want you to get callous towards people. I just want you to acknowledge that people are like that. Some people are fickle. Um, some people are phony. Some people are flat out fake. But 
People are like that. People are people, right? So you got to understand that opposition is inevitable, especially when you're doing the things of God. If you go out here now, if you're not doing nothing, then yeah, not a big deal. The devil, I mean, could care less about you. Like if, if nobody's ever talking about you, let me help you out real quick. If your name is not in anyone's mouth and the devil is not attacking you and there's no opposition in your life, then you're probably not doing anything of significance. Newsflash, if you do anything of significance for the kingdom of God, there will be opposition. If you do anything of significance for the kingdom of God, people are going to raise up their ugly heads against you. But the good news is that their poison cannot stop your purpose. So you got to remain focused on the Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm going to seek your guidance. I'm going to seek your face. And watch this. Focus on the Holy Spirit rather than being discouraged by the opposition. Don't be discouraged by the opposition and don't be discouraged by others. Use opposition as an opportunity. Uh-oh, watch this. Put in the chat. Opposition is an opportunity. Use the opposition as an opportunity to grow spiritually, to glorify God, and to become more resilient in your faith. As a believer, what you want to do is you want to be resilient. You want to develop resilience. You want to, be, you want to operate in perseverance. You want to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. The point of being cognizant of God's presence is so that you can allow his glory to be manifested in your life and living no matter what situation you're in. You want God to be glorified in you, with you, through you, for you, by you, all of that. And you're cognizant of his presence. So that, that doesn't mean that negative situations are not going to come. It just means that you acknowledge that God is there. So when you acknowledge God's presence, watch this, you also have to acknowledge God's ability to turn negative situations into positive outcomes. My, my pastor, Tony Brazelton, has says all the time, God is the one who determines outcomes. God is the one. Put that in the chat. God determines outcomes. So God can take negative situations and turn them into positive outcomes. And so no matter how negative the situation may seem, Lord, I believe that you're going to turn this thing around. All things are working for my good. And you're going to, you're going to take this and you're going to create a positive outcome out of it. So you got to remind yourself that God did not cause the trouble but he can still provide the deliverance. So is as I close, last thing I'll say to you today, you got to draw strength from this. Draw strength from God's unwavering, unyielding love towards you. Draw strength from the fact that God loves you with an everlasting love, that God, God is more committed to you than you're committed to you, that God loves you, and that there's nothing you could do about it. You did nothing to cause God to start loving you and nothing you will ever do will ever make him stop. So it is God's love towards you that will build you up, that give you the strength, embrace the grace to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be. And when people do act funny and do things wrong and rise up against you and talk bad about you and they, they're, they're backstabbing, backstabbing and conniving and all of that, pray for them and, and don't develop a bitterness or a callous in your heart. Listen, you still got to love people. Love people, even when they attack you, know that they can't hurt you, but just pray for them. Jesus was on the cross and he looked out as I close. Jesus was on the cross and he looked out and there were people saying, crucify him, crucify him. And guess what? Some of those very same people were people that a few days earlier were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Why? These people turned on him. And when he looked at them, he said, you know what? Lord, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. Sometimes you, you just don't know. People don't know what they're doing. They're coming up against you. And, and at the end of the day, you want to just remain faithful, focused on God, submitted unto him in all things at all times, yielded unto him, and you cannot be moved. Do not be moved by people 
God is still God. You got it? All right, so let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Let me just say this real quick. I saw uh, my best friend from high school, uh, Manny uh, Manuel Ureña. He was, uh, I saw him last week and he's watching right now. Uh, so Manny, I love you, man. I'm so proud of you. He is the president, I mean, uh, the principal of uh, uh, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis High School in, um, in Manhattan. And as, as Manny and I saw each other last week, I mean, like, you know, we grew up together, uh, known each other since we were like 13 or 14 years old. And we talked about all the things that we've been through in our lives. And even him as a principal of a public school in New York City, he has to operate in this principle. Like, you know, he's dealing with young people and, and he's dealing with relationships. And there's going to be a lot going on, especially with young people. There's a lot of this person said that to this person and this person talked bad about me and all of this stuff. And let me hold a bitter bitterness and a grudge and all that. No, stop. As a believer, what we, what we have to do is we have to take the glory of God into all of those situations, not allow people's bitterness to change us. And then when we become a conduit of God's love and God's grace and God's glory, we actually teach people how to love people. We actually teach people how to walk in unity and love and faith and grace towards other people. We are recipients of God's grace, so we got to be extenders of God's grace. Amen? All right, lift up your voice and speak this over your life as we close. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. You are God, supernatural in nature. You are not limited to the laws of this world. You live in me, Father. This makes me a God carrier. I am a human conduit of the divine. Your presence in me means that human limits can no longer confine me. I see myself as Jesus is in this world. You are on me, in me, with me, and for me. I take you, Father, into every situation. And while I'm there, I will be used for your glory. Opposition may come. Haters may hate, arrows may fly, doors may shut, but nothing can stop me when I'm performing your will. You will be glorified in me, with me, and through me. I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. And if you're not getting my notes in your email inbox every day, you get the notes for free. Why not? Sign up. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I need you to do me a favor, two things. Number one, go into the chat, leave me some comments if this message was a blessing to you. I told you I tried to restrain myself this morning, but I needed to teach you this, how to deal with people, how to be glorified, glory and opposition. You can do it. Let God use you for his glory. And then do me a favor, leave me some Leave me some comments in the chat and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing Monday. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, 
increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.